I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. We're continuing to watch all things developing in Ukraine, and obviously Russia is ramping up its attacks on Ukraine, but Ukrainians continue to fight back. Uh, And so I want to get into a couple of things that have just happened within the last hour, Uh, just to do a little bit of a reset as we roll into the weekend. I think there are so many things that we've got to be uh, focused on and uh, maintain vigilance on as we roll through the weekend uh, to see what Vladimir Putin does. Uh, and so let's start uh, during a press conference uh, in the Pentagon. Spokesperson John Kirby uh, began by saying that Russians uh, did not expect Ukrainians to fight back so fiercely. The Russians have uh, superior firepower and numbers at their disposal, uh, but they have been surprised at the effectiveness of the Ukrainian resistance. It has frustrated and flummoxed them as well and thrown them off their game. So that's an interesting thing. Just uh, when you think of the Russian army and military, you don't think of frustrated and flummoxed as uh, two descriptions of how they're acting and behaving. Uh, there have been many reports that the uh, Russian army is is really younger uh, soldiers uh, who have had limited training and limited experience. Uh, and so a lot of this uh, frustration and being flummoxed is is just interesting. And, and clearly Ukraine has capitalized on that. Uh, frustration and being flummoxed that things aren't going quite the way they uh, laid them out on paper. Uh, John Kirby, again, as part of this uh, Pentagon press briefing just uh, less than an hour ago, went on to say that Russia is is becoming more aggressive because, again, they do have that superior firepower. We're beginning to see, as uh, the whole world is seeing, the Russians uh, become more aggressive in their shelling and bombardment uh, of city centers like Kharkiv and Kiev. So those uh, increased bombardments, particularly in civilian, uh, where there is civilian concentration and in those neighborhoods, uh, that is, I think, the thing that is stirring and stoking the nation uh, right now and people around the world that, okay, this is uh, this has gone so sideways uh, that now how do we how do we deal with this? Uh, in the meantime, uh, also just within the last half hour, Secretary Antony Blinken, who has been meeting with NATO, G7, and EU partners in Brussels today, uh, afterwards he said that Putin didn't calculate the Ukrainians' fierce resistance uh, into their plans to invade Ukraine. President Putin said his so-called special military operation is proceeding exactly as planned. Well, It's hard to imagine that his plan included inspiring the Ukrainian people to defend their country with such tenacity. 
strengthening the resolve and solidarity of NATO and the EU, uniting the world in opposition to Moscow, including 141 countries at the United Nations, an unprecedented number of international businesses, associations, cultural institutions that have cut ties with Russia, causing the Russian economy to go into freefall, motivating tens of thousands of Russians to protest and countless more to leave the country, and increasingly turning Russia into a pariah state. Uh, if that was uh, President Putin's plan, well, you can say it's working. Russia has never been so isolated. We have never been more united. Uh, important words there from Secretary Antony Blinken. Again, he was in Brussels today uh, meeting with NATO, G7, and EU partners uh, trying to figure out what comes next and uh, how uh, we can continue to support uh, what is happening in Ukraine. Uh, one of the things that came out of all of those conversations was the uh, NATO allies again restating that they would not enforce a no-fly zone, that that would not be part of what NATO would do in terms of supporting Ukraine. That is something that President Zelensky has perpetually uh, asked for and said is is crucial to his country and preserving his country. Uh, but that is not in the offing or any time soon. Uh, it will be interesting to see again as we roll into the weekend what Vladimir Putin will continue to do, especially in civilian areas, if he will continue to bomb and shell those areas. Of course, we had the very tense evening last night uh, relating to the nuclear power plant. Uh, all of those things, which again are just ratcheting up uh, two things. It ratchets, ratchets up the, the intensity of it all, and it also ratchets up the possibility of a miscalculation or a mistake. Uh, that could send things into some really tough places. And so we're going to continue to watch all of that. Of course, we're also watching and keeping our eye close on how this is impacting all of us here at home. And what does this mean? And is this just a, a foreign land? Is this just far away that we don't have to be worried about? Is this a good versus evil? Uh, is this one of those uh, moral judgment moments for the people of the world to to figure out where things stand? and where evil is and what it is doing. So one of the areas of high tension, of course, here in the United States is just the cost of everything as gas prices continue to go up. Uh, oil has shot up over $116 a barrel. Uh, it's been up and down around that. I think it's about 115 as we sit now. Uh, but those are historic highs, and people are going to feel that at the pump. So during her press conference today at the White House, Jen Psaki uh, shifted that a little bit and said, well, look, those the high prices, the high price of gas is is because of Vladimir Putin, not because of President Biden's steps to shut down the Keystone Pipeline or limit other uh, oil and natural gas exploration. Uh, and so here with Jen Psaki in uh, her press briefing at the White House today. The reason why the price of gas is going up is not because of steps the president has taken. They are because President Putin is invading Ukraine, and that is creating a great deal of instability in the global marketplace. All right. So clearly, clearly what is happening in Ukraine is impacting the global markets. There's no question about that. I think everybody can rationally, reasonably say, yep, that's having an impact. And it is also reasonable and rational uh, to look at where prices were before any of the uh, atrocities in Ukraine began, uh, even before the number of troops were increased significantly by Vladimir Putin. Uh, oil prices, gas prices uh, were going up, and inflation is what has been hitting the American people. 
And so I, I think it's uh, a little bit of a sidestepper there uh, by Jen Psaki in her press conference today to say, no, none of this has to do with what President Biden's been doing. Uh, this is this is all just because of Vladimir Putin. Uh, and while that may sound convenient or sound like that could be rational, uh, I, I do think the American people are not quite buying that as an explanation. And I, I worry about that only in the sense that in situations like this, in times like this, we have to be able to trust the president. Uh, I don't care what political party. I don't care if you love him or hate him or anything in between. But when the communication staff says things that undermines the credibility of the president, then that's a problem because it is clear that what the president did in shutting down the pipeline, in ending uh, new leases to to oil and natural gas, clearly that has had a price uh, and clearly that has had an impact. In the meantime, we're sending about $22.5 million U.S. dollars to Vladimir Putin every day in the oil that we're bringing in because we have to from Russia. We'll continue that conversation as we roll through the afternoon. We're going to step aside for a quick bottom-of-the-hour news. When we come back, conversation with Utah Senator Mike Lee in town today. Stay tuned. More to come on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.